Mondays on Radio 191 FM. And these are your Radio 1 news updates for Ramere, Te Toru o Mahuru. There are 28 new community cases of COVID-19 as of 1pm this afternoon, bringing the total number of active community cases to 753. 27 new cases are in the greater Tamaki Makoto, Auckland region, while the other case is in Poneke, Wellington. Still, no cases have been detected in Tuwaipu Namu. Aotearoa is still in alert level 3, while Tamaki Makoto will remain in alert level 4 for at least two more weeks. Anyone with COVID-19 symptoms ought to stay at home and contact their local healthcare provider or healthline at 0800-358-5453 to arrange a test. Students can book their vaccinations at the on-campus vaccination site in the Smithles Gymnasium by following the instructions in your student email. Government evacuation efforts from Afghanistan have been paused following a suicide bombing attack on the Hamid Karzai airport in Kabul, which occurred last Ramere, leaving 375 New Zealand citizens, visa holders and Afghan allies effectively stranded. A heated parliamentary discussion on Ratu morning revealed that special air service personnel were active in evacuation efforts in Kabul and that Aotearoan citizens, visa holders and allies have no means of travel. The Secretary of Foreign Affairs, Chris Seed, told the Foreign Affairs, Defence and Trade Select Committee that there are an estimated 375 people in Afghanistan, with 51 of them being Aotearoan citizens, with an additional 52 being permanent residents. Government spokespeople pointed to the Taliban's rapid takeover of Afghanistan as the main reason that there have been no official plans to evacuate Aotearoan citizens or relocate Afghans with connections to the government. Minister for Foreign Affairs and Trade Nanaya Mahuta said that the next evacuation phase would happen jointly with partner nations. Cabinet has yet to take advice on the matter. Mahuta added that the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade have received 8,000 inquiries from Afghans seeking resettlement in accordance with the government's promise that it would help Afghans who may face Taliban retribution for aiding foreign powers. National Party leader Judith Collins has announced a new five-point proposal to improve the managed isolation and quarantine system on Rahurue. Collins says the system needs an overhaul as the demand greatly outstrips the capacity of MIQ spots. The proposed changes to the MIQ system include banning so-called bots and third-party providers, a points-based prioritization entry system for MIQ, a waiting list, greater transparency over room release dates, and the implementation of a Kiwi expat advisory group. Currently, MIQ entry is on a first-in, first-served basis, which may change very soon as the government promised yesterday the MIQ entry would change to a lottery system, with people being selected at random for a room. Collins wants to implement a points-based system, similar to how the government assesses and prioritises skilled migrants for their eligibility into Aotearoa. Nationals COVID-19 spokesman Chris Bishop added that people with the highest priority for re-entry into Aotearoa are those visiting sick family members and those returning to fill skill shortages. Collins' announcement comes after a week of turmoil following a disastrous interview on Breakfast. After interviewer Indira Stewart asked what Collins had done to help the Pacifica community during the Delta outbreak, Collins replied saying she's heavily involved with the Pacifica community because she talks to her husband, who is Samoan, daily. What have you done for the Pacific community? Have you been in touch with them uh, since this community outbreak? Well, you know fully well, I'm deeply involved in the Pacific community. And what I'm hearing is that they want to get vaccinated, just like every other New Zealander. So every day I'm going to be asking about vaccinations. Because have you been directly in touch with them, through. was the question. Have you been directly in touch with them? My husband's Pacifica. I, can, I talk to him every day.
In the interview, Collins also claimed that the government was trying to silence the opposition by dissolving parliament due to the lockdown and having parliament held digitally via Zoom, despite the exact same thing happening last year without uproar from Collins or the National Party. The Aviation Security Services have increased checks at Tamaki Makoto Airport after two students were apprehended for breaking lockdown rules. A University of Otago student travelled from Tamaki Makoto back to Otipoti, while a Victoria University student travelled from Tamaki Makoto to Porniki. COVID-19 Response Minister Chris Hipkins said the breach was disappointing, adding that he would check on the airport and ensure that security was adequate. At the start of Level 4, security officers mandated that passengers show them travel documents. However, with the recent security changes implemented on Oratu morning, travellers must now show security officers their travel documents, a travel eligibility paper, and answer any questions about their travel. If passengers do not meet these requirements, they are not permitted to enter the airport. A Victoria University spokesperson confirmed that the student who breached lockdown rules returned a negative test and has since self-isolated at their residential hall, Tepuni Village. A University of Otago spokesperson said the university can't comment on the matter due to the situation being subject to a police investigation. Both students face $300 infringement fines for breaching lockdown. The University of Otago has announced that all exams and final assessments will be held online for semester two and full year papers. The announcement was made in an all-student email sent out last night, saying the choice to host exams online regardless of alert levels was made to bring people certainty. A small number of clinical practical exams are exempt from this announcement, as those exams and final assessments will have to be carried out in person. If exams are held under Level 2, students will be permitted to use on-campus space for their exams. Students who Radio 1 spoke to had mixed feelings on the university holding exams online. Seeing the email saying, um, in consultation with OUSA, the university have decided this. I didn't feel like I was asked by the OUSA my opinion on this, whether online exams would be good for me. And like, yeah, I don't know, I'd be pretty annoyed if they lobbied for that without seeking student opinion, because this is definitely not something that I would have liked. It'd be a lot of cheating. <laughs> like, just from everyone. <laughs> That's just literally how it is. I think it's a good thing, to be honest. Like, I, like, I like having the option to do exams online. Like, I think I prefer them in person, like most people, to be honest. But, I don't know, it's kind of nice having them online as well. I think it's, like, a good idea with how um, uncertain things are recently. Like, if, if we go back into Level 2 and or Level 1 and then within a couple of weeks we, we could have another outbreak, I think it's probably a better idea to have exams online. Yesterday, dozens of researchers, professors, and civil society organization representatives submitted an open letter to COVID-19 Response Minister Chris Hipkins, which urges the government to afford better data protections for COVID-19 contact tracing records. The letter is a response to the COVID-19 Public Health Response Order No. 10-2021, which mandates individual use of the NZ COVID Tracer app, as well as manual record-keeping in the workplace. The only data protection in the legislation requires that records collected for the purpose of tracing be disposed after 60 days. The letter's author, Dr. Andrew Chen, warns that without sufficient data protection, all this new data has the potential to be misused by the private sector for marketing, government agencies with enforcement powers such as the police, as well as employers who may use the data for non-health and safety reasons, and that tracing data may be coercively used by individuals against other individuals. Dr. Chen highlights that both the Singaporean and Australian governments have used tracing data for enforcement purposes, despite promising not to. 
The Order and Privacy Act of 2020 is also unable to sufficiently protect tracing data either, says Dr Chen, as there are exceptions in the Act which would allow tracing data to be mishandled, while the penalty of $10,000 is not enough of a deterrent to protect said data. Dr Chen has previously submitted two letters to Hipkins warning against the possibility of data misuse, one in January and one in July. Hipkins responded to Dr. Chen's first letter in February by acknowledging that current data protections are not sufficient and that the government supports ensuring data protection for COVID tracing apps and digital tools. In Hipkins' response to this new letter, the minister stated that his assurances are sufficient and that no further regulation is needed to protect tracing data. Wawawiwa, that's a whole lot of news. Inaine te wamo te huarere with Mackenzie. The Radio 191 FM weather. Kia ora, ko Mackenzie tēnei, and these are Radio 1 that are Erirangi Kotahi weather updates for Tutoru or Mahuru. Today is shaping up to be an absolute cracker, folks. Despite some morning frost on the Taieri Plains, you can expect a fine afternoon with a high of Rova Jako and a low of Uno. Apopo, the day will be fine with varying high cloud and gusty northwesterlies developing. You can anticipate another warm doozy as there is a high of Tacoma Waru and a low of Iwa. These have been your Radio 1 Tereo Irirangi Kotahi weather updates for today, y'all. I think it's time for some astrology. The Radio 1 Astrology Report. Hi, Remai, and welcome to the inordinately successful Radio 1 Tereo Irirangi Kotahi Astrology Report. And boy, do we have a doozy for all of y'all tuning in. Pisces, today you'll be feeling that extra zap of energy you need to bust through your uni workload, complete your exercise regimen, and cook some tasty meals. As the moon connects with solipsistic Leo, you slippery Pisces will feel a deep need for more order in your life. However, as Luna remains isolated in the cosmos, the day will feel a bit dull. Make sure to dedicate your day to completing what you need rather than starting anything new. On the contrary, you breezy Aquariuses will feel a bit claustrophobic with repetitive working schedules, so it's time to shake things up. Luckily, the moon aligning with nourishing cancer will help you facilitate this new life-work balance, making you happier and healthier in the process. On the emotional side of things, Luna's grating connection with Mercury can create some anxiety and despair. Luckily, Luna's saccharine bond with the sun later in the day will help clear said mental anguish. This has been your Radio 1 Te Reo Irirangi Kotahi Astrology Report. Remember people, take it easy in level 3, and if you're going to get takeout, it's better to support local Otipoti businesses instead of predatory multinational food chains. Kia kaha and ka kite, you're listening to The One. The R1 News, weekdays at 12, 2 and 5, or catch up on our podcast page.